Hello, and welcome to Karen's Medical Corner. I'm Karen O'Day. I'm a certified family nurse practitioner and a certified nurse midwife. I own and operate Evercare Family Practice in Santa Fe, New Mexico. My specialty is family health care, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, aesthetics, as well as evaluation of balance and vertigo issues, and I also have specialty training in uh, ear, nose, and throat while working in Berlin, New Hampshire for approximately five years. I'd like to welcome everybody to the podcast today. This is episode two, a continuation on a podcast I did a couple of days ago regarding tinnitus. Now, on the initial podcast, we talked about the causes of tinnitus as well as workup for tinnitus, testing options, and traditional treatment options. And today I wanted to discuss some of the risk factors associated with tinnitus, complications caused by tinnitus, and environmental lifestyle and dietary modifications that can help reduce tinnitus. We know that tinnitus, as discussed in the previous podcast, is a ringing sound in the ears. It can be a ringing, it can be a hissing noise, uh, a high-pitched hum, it can be a roaring sound. It's basically any noise that someone is perceiving that they're hearing that is not coming from the external environment. And then there's also the pulsatile tinnitus that is the sound of somebody's heartbeat in their ear. So when we're looking at risk factors for patients or people with tinnitus. Some of these risk factors can be controlled while others cannot be controlled. Some of the risk factors that cannot be controlled obviously would be genetics as well as age. Now it used to be that an uncontrollable risk factor was a male gender. However, over the last several decades, many women are entering into what have been traditional men's roles and occupation and they're having occupational exposure as well that can affect their hearing, decrease their hearing, and cause them to have an increased risk of tinnitus. So those are things that really can't be controlled unless people change their occupations, which a lot of times people either can't or aren't willing to do, and that is understandable. So hearing protection in, in those uh, occupations is extremely important. Areas that people do have control of regarding their tinnitus are things like uh, excessive alcohol exposure, smoking, increase in stress, sleep disturbance, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, and uh, dietary-related issues that can cause an increased risk for tinnitus. And so those are things that people can control, and we will talk about those shortly. I also wanted to talk about complications with tinnitus because that's not something that people really think about very much. They think, oh, it's just ringing in the ears. But if someone's never had ringing in their ears, it's very difficult to explain how disturbing it can be. So I have talked about in the past some of my own personal story. One of my personal stories is that I did have a severe car accident which gave me significant damage to my left ear and caused me to have uh, onset of tinnitus in that ear. And initially, it didn't bother me very much. Over time, I couldn't make it go away because you can't just stop tinnitus from a hearing loss. And it just became progressively worse. It started to make it difficult for me to fall asleep at night. 
there ensues the sleep disturbance and when people have sleep disturbance they start to have increase in irritability uh, they can have mood changes and so it can be quite serious I've had people who have come in very disturbed about their tinnitus and that's something that needs to be addressed because anytime someone is having severe psychological distress from tinnitus it's going to make it worse so some things that can arise as complications of tinnitus are again sleep disturbance, fatigue, increase in their stress level, difficulty concentrating because they are simply concentrating on the ringing in the ear or ears, memory disturbance, depression, anxiety, sometimes it can even ensue uh, or initiate panic attacks and an increase in irritability. So what can be done to help treat that? Well, we talked about in the first podcast, hearing aids, the use of maskers, and tinnitus retraining. And all of those are good options for people, but a lot of people want to try some alternative therapies as well. And I am all for alternative therapies that may or may not work as long as they're not going to cause any harm uh, to the individual. And so there are a lot of alternative treatments that people can try. One of those treatments would be acupuncture or acupressure. It's a really good treatment option for helping reduce tinnitus or helping alleviate tinnitus as long as it's not caused by something such as a hearing loss. Acupuncture is not going to treat a person's hearing loss, but acupuncture can help treat their stress. It can help treat their irritability. It can relax some of the muscles that can be associated with increasing the risk of tinnitus. And so I think that acupuncture and acupressure are really good alternative treatment options. Uh, one of the treatment options that's not an alternative that I really don't ever touch on too much are prescription medications. I'm not a huge fan of prescriptions unless somebody really needs them. And for tinnitus, a lot of those prescription medications can come with significant side effects. So we used to really do a lot of treatment of tinnitus, and it may still be done pretty substantially, although I'm, I'm not a huge fan, would be the tricyclic antidepressants such as amitriptyline or nortriptyline. Those can be used that help Prior to the drug crisis in America, it was often um, thought that benzodiazepines worked really well for tinnitus, and actually they do work pretty well for tinnitus, but it's not something that should be prescribed on a routine basis because of the addictive nature of the medication, and I don't think that they're really prescribed much anymore, but for a while it was something that was a mainstream treatment. There was also some medications that are used to treat alcoholism or did used to be used to treat alcoholism, which again are not very effective and associated with side effects, which I personally would not recommend. Other other areas that I would recommend are hypnosis. Hypnosis can work really well to help decrease tinnitus. And it's one of the treatment options that really can help reduce stress, reduce depression, reduce anxiety, help with smoking cessation, help with alcohol uh, cessation as well. So I, I love hypnotherapy. I think it's a great treatment option. It's something that is safe to do. People can do self-hypnosis. I think it's fantastic, but you can contact, people can t contact a hypnotherapist in their area and discuss, you know, do they have a specialty in treating tinnitus? And most of them will have treatment options available.
Herbal medications also can sometimes be helpful for treating uh, tinnitus, and one of the ones that can be used is ginkgo. Ginkgo is fairly safe. I mean, it does thin the blood slightly to a degree, and you would want to talk to your healthcare professional prior to starting any type of herbal medication or, or uh, treatment options that are discussed here to make sure it's appropriate for the individual person. Uh, one supplement that people have heard a lot about over the past several years due to COVID is zinc. Sometimes zinc can be really helpful in treating tinnitus. Now, again, you have to be careful with zinc as well as any supplements because taking too much zinc is not healthy. It can actually cause permanent changes in the sense of taste and sense of smell. So people do need to be very careful not to go over the daily recommended amount. And again, talk to the healthcare professional regarding starting zinc prior to doing that to make sure that it's an appropriate treatment option for that individual. Two other uh, herbal treatments uh, that you see on TV and commercials frequently are bioflavonoids and lipoflavonoids. Those can be very useful in helping to reduce tinnitus. Now the research is out on whether they are effective or not. They are advertised heavily on TV. I used to have people start a trial of them when I was working in the ear, nose, and throat office. And I would always tell people, you know, a person needs to be on the lipoflavonoids or bioflavonoids three times a day for approximately 90 days before we can expect them to notice a change in the tinnitus. If there is a noted improvement in the tinnitus, then it's something that would need to be treated on a long-term basis with that supplement. Because with any of the supplements, whether it's ginkgo or zinc or bioflavonoids or lipoflavonoids, once you stop that treatment, the tinnitus is probably going to resume at its previous state. So depending on the feasibility for somebody to take a medication or a supplement three times a day permanently might detour somebody from taking it or they might want to try it. And most of the time those are very safe to, ch to take, although checking with uh, the individual's healthcare provider prior to starting would be something that's very important. And then, again, uh, an alternative treatment could be tinnitus retraining. That's mentioned in the previous podcast and something that does work for some people. They do advertise it. It's very expensive if you use a formal tinnitus retrainer, but it's something that somebody can do on their own with simply using a, an, their iPhone and earbuds. And Again, that was discussed in pretty significant detail on the prior podcast. Now, some dietary and lifestyle modifications for tinnitus that can significantly help somebody who has ringing in their ears is to stop smoking. There's a number of reasons to stop smoking uh, that are much more serious than tinnitus, but when people do stop smoking, it can substantially help their tinnitus, and smoking cigarettes is complete, um, can, can be something that really causes an increase in tinnitus because it is just really bad for our system in general. But stopping smoking can have a significant improvement in tinnitus. Having a low sodium diet. Sodium is one of the substances that's known to increase tinnitus, make it much worse. So low sodium diet 
can definitely help. Now again, you want to check with your healthcare provider because there are certain, very few, but certain conditions where people are told to increase their sodium for certain healthcare conditions. So check with your the person's healthcare provider prior to doing something like that. Decreasing caffeine. As we do know that caffeine is associated with increasing tinnitus. However, if somebody is consuming excessive amounts of caffeine, we do know that increases their uh, risk for tinnitus and making tinnitus worse, but stopping it suddenly can give somebody significant side effects such as severe headaches. So again, if a person is having excessive caffeine intake, gradually decrease that so that you don't so that a person doesn't have side effects of just abruptly stopping caffeine. Uh, decreasing and stopping alcohol consumption as alcohol is a significant risk factor for the increase in tinnitus and again if somebody's drinking an excessive amount of alcohol stopping it suddenly can be dangerous so decreasing slowly over time can help decrease tinnitus over time decreasing emotional stress that's much easier said than done but if there's situational stress that can be changed that can be eliminated that will definitely help decrease tinnitus and then sleeping eight hours at night again a lot of times that's easier said than done but if somebody is able to decrease their stress a lot of times that will increase their ability to sleep using hearing protection for any loud sound so that includes even stuff at home not just occupational exposures but using tools that we use to do repairs around the house such as drills or saws using a chainsaw using any type of loud lawn equipment anytime somebody has a noise exposure that goes over 75 decibels for an extended extended period of time that's going to increase the risk of hearing loss and increase the risk of tinnitus and then one thing that's really popular now are using earbuds and earbuds if they're set above 75 decibels in sound is going to damage the hearing over time. Now if you just listen to something for several minutes at 75 decibels that's probably not going to damage the hearing but you want to go below 75 decibels for any extended uh, iPod usage uh, or earbud usage and then obviously um, taking care of any cardiovascular risks so getting blood pressure under control keeping the cholesterol normal are all very important because over time that damages the cardiovascular system which can indeed increase the risk for tinnitus and then if somebody is having significant psychological distress finding a counselor or a licensed therapist or a psychologist that can help treat those issues will help decrease the tinnitus over time. And the one thing that I find can be really helpful for patients that are really suffering from tinnitus would be to find a support group. There, You can look online, there are lots of support groups for tinnitus and lots of social media platforms that have these support groups. And having people to give you the ability to talk to and listen to their stories as well who are experiencing similar effects from tinnitus can oftentimes decrease stress, increase your sen a person's sense of feeling like they're not alone with this, 
which they're not. Many, many, many people experience tinnitus. Millions of people experience tinnitus. And a lot of people don't talk about it. A lot of people do. But finding a support group can be very helpful. And so I encourage that as well. So this is a shorter podcast, but I wanted to bring to light just some of the other treatment options. And the last one being really Really make sure you're getting good water intake. Don't be dehydrated. Dehydration can really increase the risk for tinnitus as well. Um, but those are just some alternative treatments, some environmental dietary lifestyle modifications that I use a lot in my practice. I think they're very helpful for people. You'll be able to download or print or do whatever you would like with a copy of what we just talked about today, which will be on the website in just a couple of days and that should help substantially if if people forget what was said on the podcast to just kind of refresh the memory and I encourage people to download it it's a good it's a good handout I wrote it a couple of years ago when I wrote it um, I asked my husband to read it and he immediately criticized me and so I'm I definitely tell everybody that he criticized my handout. Not that he said it wasn't accurate, because it was, and that it wasn't a good handout, but he said at four pages it was too long and nobody would read it. So I always tell my patients that my husband said that nobody would read it because it's too long, and then they tell me they will definitely read it. So please read it um, and make use of it any way you would like. If you have any questions, concerns, or issues, please feel free to reach out. You can... uh, Email me at uh, my email, which is www. I'm sorry, which is evercarefamilypractice at gmail.com. You can also contact me through the webpage, which is www.evercarefamilypractice.com. You can call our office at 505-780-8301. Uh, you can reach me on any of the podcast sites uh, through messaging and let me know if there's anything that we can do to uh, answer any questions, concerns, or issues that you may have. And I'd like to thank everybody for taking time out to listen to the podcast today. I'd like to thank Kathy V and Brad, as well as John, Kathy, Tina, and Mary, as well as James, and Gabby, and Abby, and all our listeners. I really appreciate you taking time, and I wish everyone health and happiness and continued ability to have full choice over your health care and full autonomy in your life, and just enjoy the time that we have here on this planet because uh, it can change at any moment, and I wish everybody to have happiness in choosing what they what makes them happy. And have a good night, and thank you again.